Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You currently locked in at Deep Porch Podcast. It's your boy, B. Jones, a.k.a. Bolo, and you know when I'm pulling up to the porch. I can't pull up without my dog. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Big Smitty, a.k.a. D-Nice. And you heard what my guy Bolo just said. This is the porch. Welcome. What's going on, my guy? I see, I see you got the Bears hat on. What that mean? Hey, hey, despite despite our, uh, you know, our losses, bro, it's, you know, we still on up and up. And the, and the point of being a fan is riding with the team when they down and out, bro. So all, all right. the man fans, y'all can keep that shit. So bear down. What's good fan. with you, bro? Happy holidays. Happy holidays, man. Hey, just been eating good, man. God is good. First of all, let's say that. Uh-huh. All the time and all the time, God is good. So I just been, hey, man, eating food, enjoying a couple days off. You know what I'm saying? I don't never get days off, so it feel good to just do nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And eat, so... I'm good, my guy. I can't complain. We got another good episode. That's all I another know. Another banger. Another banger. And it's more of a personal one, too. We got family on the porch, basically. <laughs> hey, only, it's only right when it's this time of the year, right? It's holidays. Got to have fam on. Shall I go, shall I go ahead and, and, and introduce them right now? Let the porch know. Hey, y'all, man. This is my guy. This is, this is, this is a friend. It's like a brother. Former teammate to me and Bolo. Ball State legend. He, <laughs> he, 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 he was born in Baltimore. He was raised <laughs> in Atlanta. Go, Here we mm. go, man. <laughs> My guy, the one and only Martez has to welcome to the porch. Oh. What's up, man? What's up, porch? The porch, man. It's good to be here. My dogs, man. More than family, for real. My dog, Dick Smitty. Yes, My dog, sir. Bolo Bands. Really, like, more than family. My little bros, for real. Little <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> yeah. Basketball is back in Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Now back to the porch. My little bros, man. So to give y'all a little bit of insight, right? My dog Teezy played safety as well. So I played safety in, in college too. And we so we both played the same position. He was a little younger than I was, but he came in with dog and shit. You know what I'm saying? Did his thing. And then we also were like the roommates pregame, like before the game, hotel. So we yeah. was always kind of share share the room before uh heading into the next to, to the next day. So, you know, if you can imagine just being in a room with somebody the day before the game, you know what I'm saying? It, you gotta have a special connection though. So Gotta, gotta, it's only right we got our dog TZ on the show. And these right. dudes would often end up in our room, the pregame, because my, my room was always the turn up room, man. <laughs> Day before the game, we freestyling, man. Shout out to Jay New. Shout out to my boy Nate. Nate was my roommate at first before Jay New. He was always turning up, though, man. So, got that right. out. Shout there. out to the whole squad, for real. Shout out to the squad, man. Legendary Definitely. squad, man. P- people really slept on our team the first couple years, bro. Nice. Hey man, I tell people all the time, like y'all can go back and look at the film. Like mm. that team was crazy. 
especially them early teams where we was going to bowl games and, you know, like defense was getting turnovers every game. Offense was putting up points. Like I tell people all the time, you can go watch the film. Right. But the film don't <laughs> lie. Like we ain't just the saying don't it. Lie. Going net 2013. 2012-2013. Oh, it was scary hours. Treacherous for a lot of folks. Lot we of had ballers players. on both sides, like offense, defense. We had depth, mm-hmm. you know, because because we yeah. me and T like we were we were the young guys at the time. You know what I'm young saying? Guys. So, but so we yeah. had depth at a lot of positions. So it was it was crazy. Real crazy. I would have put us up. I would have put us up against you know, damn near whoever for real. <laughs> like I really, I mean. I ain't gonna say we would we we want Bama or nothing, but like I mean, we would have been know. able to compete though. We was on. I, we that's what I'm saying. Up. Like we just we wasn't gonna be out there and just, Exactly, we wasn't just gonna be out there getting hoed or nothing like that. Like we would have, you know, it would have been a ball game. Facts. That would have been a ball game, man. Not for man. sure, man. So I mean, before we even really get get going into everything, man, let, let's catch up a minute, man. I guess tell the people how has okay. life been for you, Teezy, man. So, I mean, life has been good, you know, um, I really can't complain, right? Like, I'm I'm so appreciative of, um, you know, where I came from and how far I've gotten. Life has been good, though, man. Like, just to clear it up, though, because Smitty always do this thing where, like, oh, he was born in Baltimore, really. You know, he always do that, man. But, like, like I'm, I'm from Georgia. So, like, you know, I was born in Maryland, raised in Georgia. But, like, where you're raised is where you're from. So, like, Ooh. that's where I'm from. You know, that's that only makes sense. That's dead or um, fact, though, because Kanye was born in, in Georgia, I believe, in Atlanta. Right. But he, you know, what I mean, grew up and lived in Chicago. He, he a Chicago native, bro. We can't, you know, we can't, we can't give him. I don't know. Porch family. Ye, ain't going crazy. We ain't going to just throw, throw, throw Ye to Georgia. He, he, he you know, like, I got to, I got to ask the Porch family, though. I don't know, man. Like, if you was born somewhere, that's to me, that's where you're from. Like, mm. that, that, that's, that's where you were from. Wherever you were raised, that is where you was raised at. So I, I, I mean, we 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 can't we can't diss Baltimore without Baltimore. Oh, there's no teasing. <laughs> so we got to show Baltimore some type of love. That's all I'm saying. I feel you. I, I'm, I am a Ravens fan too. So I mean, I I do feel you. Like the Wire. Come on now. Wire. Every time somebody talk about the DMV area, they either say uh, Wale or the Wire. <laughs> well, that's all people know. You feel me? Wale or the Wire. That's really. You know, that, that's all people know for real. But I mean, how I think of it is like if you was born in Alaska, but like the day after you was born, you moved to, to Indiana or wherever and somebody be like, hey, where you from? You ain't going to say Alaska, like because you can't tell them nothing about Alaska. You don't know nothing about Alaska. You're going to be like, I'm from Indiana. So, like, but, you did, but, but to d point, though, you did always got a preference, though, where you were born, though. Like, you always got to be like, Fact. I mean, I was born in Alaska, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, okay, I spent okay. my entire life, though, in Indiana, though. Like, you always got to let I them know. You. That's true. That's definitely true. That's definitely true. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> but, but, I mean, yeah, man, I've just been chilling, you know, um, after school, uh, you know, after we got done with Ball State and everything, after I graduated and left, actually after that last season, you know, because I redshirted my first year. Right. And then after that last season of eligibility, um, I ended up getting picked up by the Colts. Uh, after the draft for a real short time right I was there for maybe you know up until um not even like preseason for real like I I think like week two of preseason or something like that but I ended up getting you know like I ended up getting hurt and then getting cut so y'all know how that goes right um so I did this like a short stint with the Colts and then after that man you know I did a little short stint living in Chicago for a little bit um 
you know, getting my like my toe into like the real estate world and all that stuff. Um, I stayed there for a few years and then, you know, I moved down to Miami, man. And, 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 uh, and I've been there ever since. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just very fortunate to, to, to be in the environment I'm in and to be in the position I'm in right now. So I can't complain, man. I can't complain at all. You know, that's a fact, bro. So let, let's back it up a little bit. I think it's only right that we, we touch on this topic is like the transition period from like leaving football and kind of like sewing up those loose ends and then moving on to like a new part of your life. Especially, I know we got a lot of students, I mean, a lot of student athletes, a lot of athletes here who listen to the show. And I think one mm -hmm. of the biggest things as far as the mentality is transitioning from, you know, no football, no sports related activities to like going out into the real world and finding a job, I guess. So at that point, what was, what was life like for you transitioning to like real life? Like how did yeah. that work? Yeah. Like it's, it's crazy because you go from living your life one way for like forever, basically. Cause you know, you start playing football at a young age and yeah. that's just so much of a big part of your life. You know, that's really all, you know, up until like, okay, like what's next for me. So that transition was really, I won't say it was it was difficult, but it also wasn't easy. I don't know. It was like a weird middle ground. You know, it's where like um, you got to let go of the sport that you grew, you know, you grew up with and you love playing. And like you really got to say, all right, well, you know, I can't just, you know, sit on my ass all day. I got to figure it out. I got to, you know, make sure I'm on the right path in life and, and doing something with myself. So it wasn't like difficult, but it was it was frustrating to say to look in the mirror and be like, man. I'm really I'm done with the pads. I'm not putting on cleats again unless it's to, right. you know, run a little bit outside or something like that. Like I'm not playing football no more. It's tough to look in the mirror, but it's something you just gotta accept. So um it wasn't like too too difficult, but it was just tough to 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 come to terms with that. Um my transition was wasn't bad though, right? Like I um I, I knew kind of where I wanted to go afterwards anyway. I knew kind of what uh, what industry I wanted to be in at least. Mm. So that that helped me out a little bit. I wasn't just like sitting around like, man, like what am I gonna do now? Yeah, exactly. So it wasn't it wasn't you know it wasn't nothing too crazy, but it was tough, man. You know, you know it, it it'll uh it'll hurt you in your chest. You feel me? Like, right. It, that ego tough. boy. You've been doing something yeah, your whole man. life, man. And yeah. and we all believe in ourselves as as you should. So it's like man, like you you turn the, you turn games on on Sunday like man I should be out there. Like I, I should I should be out there the doing time, my thing. Man all the time you know it, it's real tough watching like you know I still love football man so I'm still watching every Sunday and I'm, I still watch college football all the time you know I was just watching the North Carolina NC State game you know before I came on here with y'all and yeah. it's tough man you always look out there like man I don't know like you start feeling you start making yourself feel good like man maybe I could go out there for a couple series or two yeah. let me ask y'all right. this let me ask both of y'all this because it's something I want to know if y'all had to play tomorrow how many like how many plays do you think you could play for real? I go first. It's a wrap. I can't play shit right now, bro. I got a bulging disc in my L4 and L5. I am an old ass man. All that squatting and pack. Ah, that, I'm paying for that shit today. Look, <laughs> hey, hey, let that be a lesson. Hey, tease you remember. Hey, we used to be in the weight room, like living all that damn weight. Hey, yep. let hey. crazy. You're good crazy. now. Back, hey, when it when it when the time comes, rolling out of the bed. Touching on 30 is going to be a whole different story. That shit was hard. Yeah. At, at the time, though, I was like, yeah, I'm that yeah. nigga. I'm like, ah. That's that man. That man in there throwing around 600, 600 right. plus pounds. Not I, said the fly. Not <laughs> <laughs> nah, Bolo, you used to be, you used to be, you being humble, man. You used to put weight in Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, but I feel like, but I feel like you got to think about it, right? When we was talk, thinking about weights, you had like, 
people who wasn't as strong. Then you had like the middle grounders, and then you had like, whoa, he's strong yeah. as fuck. Like I kind of yeah, yeah, feel yeah. like in the middle. And you had okay, people okay. like, like you said, like D Nail, like mm-hmm. for his you know, for his position, strongest fuck, like Coop, like in his position yeah, group, Coop, strongest Kenan, fuck, like yeah, Kenan, bro. yeah, yeah, like yeah, people like that. Who was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's just, facts. Just crazy, hey! But it's funny though, because since we around the holiday season, I think one of the biggest pieces about like being done with sports is your family, bro. Like you get that uncle come around, like, bro, you still playing ball? You should have went to the league, boy. What you, what you mm-hmm. doing? Like, I ain't been playing ball in about six, seven years, bro. Stop, <laughs> stop asking me about this shit, please, man. <laughs> right, like, right. Just, just get you re-salty, though. Like, bro, it's over. Yeah. Let that shit go. Yeah, man. Like, let's talk about something else, man. You know I don't play no more. You know I don't <laughs> play no more, man. Like, let's let's. Don't even look at me as an athlete no more. Right. Right. And what I hate, I'm still a bigger guy. So when I'm just, if I'm going to go order some food or whatever, some casual stuff, random people be like, you play football? I'm like, no. Like, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) I just assume just, you know what I mean? Because I'm still in, I'm decent shape that like, you still play. I'm like, man, like, I'm like, I'm not a football player no more. It's a rap. And they get mad at him. He's in our glory too, though, on the flag side. Remember the flag? Oh. You know, for a little bit. <laughs> man, I, I ain't get one game, man. I tore my knee up. <laughs> man, that shit, that shit used to be so funny, bro. Like, we used to be out there thinking we still had it. The, the flag, the flag is when you really, you know, like, I think the flag, if you out there playing flag, you can't let it go, man. You you holding on to something, man. You got to just, if I, if I see somebody out there playing flag, I'm like, man, come on, man. You got to just hey, let it go. You know, hey, I feel flag you, but you got to too, though. Flag. Flag and damn it took off in a lot of areas. I know a lot of people that didn't play flag. Like, no, no, no shade, but it's a lot of people who were sorry as fuck on the field. That's <laughs> killing shit on the flag, flag now, though. Like, Be going so, crazy. Oh, flag, like, living, we're oh. living in their glory, man. I feel them. <laughs> I mean, I feel you, you know, no, uh, you know, no shade or nothing. Like, if you want to play flag, you can play flag. I just feel like, you know, like you got to let it go, right? If you, if you, you know, if you like 35 or something out there playing flag, I mean, I feel you, but like they can't stand, they can't, they can't stand shape. Hey, my God, say, I feel you, but I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm I feel you. Through. I feel you, but like, come on, man, you gotta let that go. You gotta let you gonna hurt yourself out there. If you want to stay in shape, I feel you, because staying in shape is definitely important. And that's another thing that was probably the hardest. I think that's probably the hardest thing about my personal transition was like, man, you went from working out so hard every mm-hmm. single day, basically, you know, like. And, and 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 um and I redshirted too, y'all. So you know, I, I was on the black squad, you know, developmental squad. Like, I'm used to working out. I was used to working out dumb hard every day, no matter what, for for you know x amount of years. And then you go from, shoot, I ain't really. I mean, I ain't gotta work out. So <laughs> I, I damn near look. When I was done with football, I was damn near like, shit, I done earned me a little. I ain't working out for a minute. <laughs> I ain't touching no weight room yeah. for a minute, man. I done earned this. But right. then, like, you know, a couple, couple of, you know, a couple months go by, you start getting, especially when you get older, you start getting that gut a little bit if you don't work out and you start feeling like, man, I used to, I used to be built like Iron Man. Now I built like, you know, normal ass person. This, this ain't, this ain't cool. Like, damn, oh, I really got to like, you know, you got to kind of figure out how to stay in shape and shit. But that's, that's probably was the hardest thing for me, like going from, I'm so used to this schedule of wake up early, go to breakfast or whatever, right? Work out, you know, whatever, whatever, and then go to sleep basically, and then do the same thing the next day. So when you go from that to shit, at this point, I wake up whenever I want, right? Like, 
I could go work out or I could not. I ain't gonna have Dawn Patrol or nothing like that. <laughs> and no punishment, <laughs> right? Right. You know, you feel me? Like, I don't know. It, it's a tough. It's tough to like keep that discipline going. Um, and that's something I think I had to like relearn. You know, because like like right now, like I'm I'm back to working out and everything. Um, you know, I had a uh, I had a a, a one year old daughter born this time last year. Around this time of, I'm sorry, not this time last year, but around November. Um, of uh, 2021 so um, you know that kind of pushed me more to like stay in shape because I got to be able to to you know protect her and, and uh, make sure I still look scary when she get older so you know ain't no craziness <laughs> going on and shit like that right. um, but uh, yeah that's probably one of the hardest things for me for sure yeah Man, that's, that's real point bro because I didn't feel like shit I'm still struggling with trying to be consistent in the weight room and then once I start feeling a little flabby I'm like damn a nigga might try me like, <laughs> yeah. like, I, hey, like damn nigga might try to whoop me like i gotta yeah, be able to play so i can feel like i can still throw motherfuckers around right Real yeah shit. you gotta still yeah because you know you went from looking like superman to damn near looking like normal like, like damn you know, I'm nigga might, motherfucker might just size me up off the rip mm-hmm. right because you don't you know because you don't look scary no more man you know that's some real shit see i still look crazy. scary but yeah, but my rough. back fucked up so I'm like, so I'm like, man, I'm like, man, if somebody try me at the wrong day and I'm having a bad back day, it might be ugly for your boy. <laughs> so no, it's bro, it's crazy, bro. I didn't even know your back was fucked up like that, bro. That shit, wow. Nah, it's just mm-hmm. bad, bro. bro. Back problems, that ain't no hoe, man. Them back problems, how you feeling like you about 70 years old, man. Bro. Back problems I, ain't no hoe. I done tore both of my knees. I, I've had other, you know, sprains, all that stuff. Ain't nothing like your back. Because your back, no, it mess up can't. everything. Hey, check this out though. Hey, look, you hurt. Hey, you still expected to practice though. <laughs> you be, you be on that line at seven. Back, Ready. ankle, knee, head, whatever, you're gonna be on that line. You better be on that line. And don't, and if you if you hurt for real, but you ain't go to the training room or something, oh, it's nah. a wrap. yeah, it's a wrap for you. Like you better not say you hurt. You better be out there going hard, going crazy. Like you 100 percent if you don't I, that training. Bro, room. I had crutches out there, they had me doing up downs on one leg. <laughs> I said, what the <laughs> hell is we doing? Put me in there with Sean. What is we doing? Let me get some ice and stem. What's going like, on, man? Like, you still working out. I remember when I hurt my ankle my freshman year, I was on a, I was in that boot for a minute. I was with Feely at the crack of dawn going crazy on the upper body. Damn, they're doing harder upper body than if I wasn't, like, if I was healthy. Right, you right. going crazy with upper body. I'm in there like, man. This shit wild right here, boy. I'm getting like a punishment when you get hurt. A motherfucker didn't even want to get hurt. Like, damn, I got to be up at six. I got to be in treatment at six thirty. Damn, bright and early, man. Bright and and don't be and you better not be late for treatment either. You gonna be rolling. Mm -hmm. You gonna be rolling. (laughs) (laughs) They gonna gonna announce it too. They gonna be like, Darnell was late. Darnell was late to treatment. You be like, damn, man. I was two minutes late, Sean. You can't. Sean, because he won't just tell you like to your face that you was late in treatment. You just go right. walk in late. He gonna be like, "All right, here you go, yo." Grab like, a warm pack. Doing? Yeah, grab a grab a hot pack. Get on the table. <laughs> grab a hey, hot pack. hey, no sh- no shade to the training staff, bro. But why? No matter who, what injury you had, why do we all have the same routine? <laughs> hot pack. Hey, I hot broke pack my back. Get a hot pack. Yeah, like us out. Hey, you know, you know, niggas was in the, we know we was in the training room too much, but you know exactly what they, you know, like you know exactly what they gonna say. You hey, know your own routine. Robert I was about to say, hey, we used to come in there and, and get straight to it. Like we used to know where everything was. 
Like, come in there, go right to the hot pack, get the towel. 15 right, minutes. Yeah. Put, put the, the little band around your leg. Him and ourselves. Mm -hmm. What's the little gel they used to put on us and shit? The ultrasound. Oh, we can't yeah. get that shit ourselves. Like, it, it make you uh, it make you do them get them little spasms or whatever in your, yeah. in your shit. Uh -huh. The fuck was that, man? That shit was weird. <laughs> the shit, fuck was wow. that? Shit? That's hilarious. Yeah, man. yeah. Them little vibrations. You know that means that means we hurt shit, too much. Man, I'm still fucked up. All me too. I feel all them injuries, bro. Mm-hmm. Me too. I feel all that shit. Let Every me ask y'all this: What was the craziest, like, just like workout day that just come comes to y'all mind? Like work, like for me, like I'll I'll, I'll start it. Like the day I hate it is when we were when it's a lower body day and we're squatting heavy. And then he blow that damn whistle and say, to the track. I'm like, bro, I, I just hit 500 for five. Everybody screaming. We hype. And then he out of nowhere, go to the track. And for our listeners, y'all, we at the time, we didn't have an indoor. So we had the jog from like, mm -hmm. our, from the weight room to the track is a hell of a jog in the first place. Shit, because we had to run the whole football field. Then you yep. go about another 75 yards to it to get to the track. At least. And almost mm -hmm. about 200 yards, for real. Exactly. Yeah, for real. And then you get to yeah, the yeah. track, then you got to do whatever the run is for that day. Two 400s, two, two, like whatever he had in his head. And like, bro, y'all know me. I, I'm, I'm I'm, not tall. I'm 5'11". When, when I was playing, I was like 280. So I'm a big dude and I'm short. So like running a 400, my, it's not my body type to run long distance. You know what I'm saying? TZ <laughs> used to kill it. That's why TZ run. I'm like, this dude just runs so gracefully and smooth. And like, I'm like, damn, it's just easy to him. For me, bro, I, I got choppy steps. I'm like, this shit is killing me. I'm the time I thought about quitting. I'm running. I'm like, man, like, should I? I'm about to just walk. Like, I'm not, I can't do this. I'm really about to pass out. And by the grace of God, I somehow, I, I would make it through. But it was so many times, y'all. I'm like, man. I don't know if I'm gonna get it's, through this shit. It's crazy because you will do that and, and run to the track, and it won't be like no little cool down on the track. It'll be like oh. a, a real track workout, man. Like you running, you running four, three, two, one, or like you know you doing something crazy out there. Like you running shit that'll make you tired for real. But I ran track in high school. I think that's probably what helped me out when we when we did that stuff. So like that that's what got me used to running so much. I would say the hardest workout I can remember is. I'm, and y'all probably didn't have to do this, but when we was in the developmental squad mm -hmm. and them and them days where like it was about to be an away game for the team, but we all stayed there because we wasn't playing. We had days where we had to do like something crazy, like 12 sets of like 12 or something like that on the back squats or something like I can't remember exactly what it was, but I want to say it was like 12 sets of 12 at like. 60% or something like something that you really that you can't really humanly like do all of them for real you can't humanly. Like, like you like you really can't like do it all for real for real like it don't make like physical sense we used to do the craziest workouts whenever it used to be an away game because we wasn't about to go travel or nothing like that so I think you know they used to be like we just gonna fuck y'all up so y'all can't get into no trouble while we gone because you're gonna be too sore or something I used to hear the stories from y'all, and I was like, "Man, thank God I'm not get red shirted." Because I like, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that specifically our true freshman year. I feel like that year, like development squad was like it was crazy. Like I, I heard the workouts got a crazy. little easier after that, mm -hmm. but that first Probably year, it was like nuts. So y'all yeah, was telling so me like, front squat, back squat, uh, lunge. I'm like, you're doing all this on the same mm -hmm. day. Yeah, front squat. Twelve. I'm I'm telling you, bro. It was like twelve sets of twelve on front squat, and then twelve sets of twelve on back squat. Or something like wild, you feel me? 
something like really, really wild where you're just looking at the sheet like, yo, is this <laughs> is this really what we're doing? Or or like, is this a mistake? Or, you know, like, is this what just on the paper and you just, you know, seeing how hard we're going to go? Or like, is this, is this the workout for real? Like, nah, nice. man. That's Especially when you used to get that, get that paper and you like, like, Feely, why you put all this heavy ass weight on here? <laughs> this heavy ass shit, this man. Routine. Like, I'm not needing this routine. You're crazy. Like, what, what are we talking about? Like, we'll have to go down a little bit. You're like, what do you mean? You're going you're gonna to do it. You're going to fucking do you're it. Gonna, you're going to fucking do it. And he'll watch you every rep, too. That every rep. He'll be sitting laser right next focus. to you watching you. Yep, laser focus. You better do every single one. Like, that used to be some crazy shit, too. Shout out to my dog, though. That was my dog. That's Shout my dog, to too. Fuck with Feely, man. Man, I think, I, think, I think next to D-Nail, I think the track was the hardest. But we used to have this guy, y'all, before y'all got here, named uh, Coach Naylor. He was, our, uh, <laughs> he was our strength and conditioning coach, bro. And, like, everything he did, it wasn't a rep count. It was to failure. So just imagine doing what? anything to failure, like just muscle failure, like pulls, pull-ups, uh, leg press, like yeah, anything you do was to failure, bro. So, like, we we would be in there. I remember we first had our uh, – when you come in there in the summertime, we coming out of high school, and you you that you that freshman, like a fresh yeah. freshman, like, in the summertime, and you working out, and you get your first couple lifts. I'm looking at the board. Everything didn't have like you know, you know, four by twelve, like just none of that shit. It was everything was like four sets failure, four sets to failure, like everything was a failure. And I was in there like literally like tearing up. Like I just remember him just racking <laughs> on weight, bro, on the uh, leg press, bro, and you just pushing the just just to failure. You screaming like you just going crazy. I'm like, man, I don't even think this football shit for me for real. That should make you. That should make you rethink what you was. <laughs> Rethink everything, bro. And then you gotta go out there and do agility stations, which really fucked it up. Cause remember, Feely, Feely's agility station used to be in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Like kind of yeah. in the uh calisthenic part. Yeah. We used to yeah. do our shit after the lift. We used to have to go do uh agility stations and be through. My first my first workout ever at football say I fell out. Huh. Hit, hit the turf. <laughs> Looked like a fucking fish, a fish on land. And I just remember trying to pick me up. I'm like, man, I this shit, wow. <laughs> this shit might not be for me, man. <laughs> we made it out, though. Thank you. Nah, God. that's wild. That's wild. No no reps no, just to failure? That's crazy. To failure. But so, you can also so, finesse, though. You can. Because look, 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 Right. No, like, damn just, well. You screaming. You screaming on rep five. You screaming like a motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, you just screaming. Shit ain't even heavy yet. You just yelling. Like, nigga, the fuck is you doing, nigga? <laughs> It's the first right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you can say, man, I'm, I'm, I failed. That's crazy. To hey, fail but on another note, it's silly though. Now that I coach football and I see players get hurt, it's damn near like I used to hate how the coaches did us, but I'm like subconsciously in that mindset of a coach now too, where I'm like, mm -hmm. "Yo, ankle hurt? Are you can you pra can you practice or you can't practice? Like it's, it's either or, it's really hurt or not." You know what I'm right, saying? Like, like it's one of those things where now I'm tapped into that same mentality where I'm like, look, you gotta play. Like, I know, <laughs> look, I know your foot cut off, but hey, we're gonna need you to play. You don't have to take these reps. Like it's, it's hey, wild. Man, tape it up, tape it up and get out there. We need go, you to bro. play. For hey, real. So, I feel you. I mean, you gotta go, you gotta go. Like y'all might not have a lot of whole a lot of depth at a position or something like that. Like, hey man, you gotta get out there. Like <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> Man. Bro, so so bro, talk talk to me a little bit about you know obviously we 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 shared the back the back half back there at, at safety, bro. So you know what I mean we had a lot of games, bro. What's one of the memorable games, bro? You could think about, bro. 
you know, in 2013. 14 was like a wash to me, though, man. I hate I hated that 2014 season just because it was just um, just a lot. Like, new coaching we, staff, it was just a yeah, lot. Yeah, man, we, we lost a lot. Like, we, we lost all the coaches. We lost, you know, Keith. Like, it was really a lot were. of – yeah, we lost a damn near, yeah, we lost a lot, man. So I definitely feel you like it damn there was a wash for real. That 2013 season though, I I don't know, man. It was a lot of like it was a lot of memorable stuff for me to try to narrow it down. It'll probably be tough. But I would say, I mean, one thing I always remember is like my very first game. It wasn't nothing like crazy that happened or nothing like that, but it's just your first time out there. We played Illinois State. Um, and we, you know, we beat their ass and all that, but like, you know, I, I always remember my first time being out there, like, man, I'm really out here now, like this college, like football and, and, um, you know, like shit moving fast and, 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 uh, all that type of stuff. So that's one thing I'll always remember. And then I would say, um, I don't know about other memorable games. Like we had a lot, you know, like we, that year was was that year we beat we beat a lot of like big teams. I think we beat Virginia that we beat year. Virginia, we beat Virginia, uh, yeah. uh, we, we beat uh USF, year? right? USF, yeah. Because EP got the game winning pick, right? That was 12. Yeah. That was 12. That was 12. Oh, that was 12. That was 12. That was 12. That's right. What was was 13 that year? What was that year we beat IU um 12. with that field goal? That was 12 too. Damn. Yeah, 12, 12 was lit, though. But, I was like, both, was lit. both them years was lit, bro. Like, honestly, right, both them seasons was crazy. Both them years was lit. I know we beat Virginia 13. We beat USF uh, 12, you said. It was a lot of lit games, man. I think we beat um, – was that the year? Did we beat Toledo at home that year? Beat Toledo. Remember we beat uh, Dre Archer? Remember? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember. Remember 2012, he ate our ass up. Like, he had – He ran a kickoff back, didn't he? Kickoff back, bro. He scored on me. On a on a fucking post corner, just one step. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh, damn, easy. Hey. But we locked his ass up that, that that next year, though. Yeah. Nah, that next year. Oh yeah, nah, that next hey. year we wasn't. He didn't do shit. You know, you know me. I'm, I'm that. I'm that nigga. Hey, he had about forty yards. He had forty. He had about forty yards. All that we own it. We own it. Yeah. Hold on real quick, cause, cause, nah, cause Bolo. I'll go, no, no, go ahead, go ahead, T. Go ahead, go ahead. No, nah, I was gonna say that I, I remember Bolo one game had about 20 tackles. Come on, um, talk to him, talk to the porch. Man, I can't remember who it was against. It might have been Toledo for real. It was against Getting somebody. Toledo. I think it, it might have been against Toledo. It was somebody. I had, who kept about, four, to run I had about 14 screens. of them boys. Yeah, or was it Kent right. State? Because did Kent State have a fast dude too that we locked up the same Kent year? State with Dre Archer. Yeah, Kent State was Dre Archer. But then they had they had number one from Toledo. Uh, his last name started with an R. Okay. Yeah. Not Whatever his name, I can't Redding remember his name, but I remember something. they kept, they kept trying to run them down like bubble screens or something like that. Man, yeah. Bolo was coming down and and uh and like whatever our cover three was, I think I think it was shoot. Bolo was coming down. He had about twenty tackles. Oh, they would get shoot. negative yards. Oh, that that boy had about shoot that shoot had about shoot three shoot three shoot. Yeah, shoot. That boy had about three or four TFLs. I'm like, man, Bolo over here, yeah. He's going crazy. Don't get him up, T. Don't get him up, T. Yeah, that's my dog. Yeah. My dog, yeah. We used to know, hey, we used to talk about it. Hey, I remember we used to be in the hotel room. We used to talk about it. We used to open up the blinds and just talk about it. Like, yeah, it's about to be a good day. We about to get this dub. Dub, man. We got to get this dub. I damn near remember other people's, like, crazy games more than mine, man. It's, It's weird because, like, I don't know. I just be thinking, like, man, I remember everybody's, like, I remember moments from like everyone, you know, like uh, I just remember everybody else's crazy moments. Um, I don't know. I, I remember my first interception. 
uh, versus Eastern Michigan. Yeah, I was about to say Eastern Michigan. I remember that. Yeah, I remember. It's funny because we, me and AT was out there at the time on that specific play. We fucked up the coverage, which was the crazier part. We damn near we ran the wrong shit, but it ended up working out. Um, so like, I, I, that's a memorable moment um, from that one year. It was a lot of shit going on, man. That was a lit year. It was a lit year. Lit year, bro. Hey, on and off the field. On and off the field. Yeah. yeah. With the you, with the rock. Hey, used to pull up. TZ used to pull up on us. We used oh, to go in. We, we used to I turn used up. To be, bro, I used to be in Winnemere, man. Y'all was, <laughs> that was my dog. Yeah. yeah. With the Rossi. Rossi. Two gallons. Two gallons. Rossi yeah. Mafia, y'all. Used to kill the Rossi, bro. Cheap. Rossi Mafia. <laughs> yeah. Easy. It's I ain't drank that shit in so long. <laughs> That's some college well, shit right there, boy. Like, <laughs> actually, if I drink, I'm like, man, I ain't drank Rossi in so long, man. But shout out to them <laughs> boys in Cleveland, man, putting mm-hmm. on Ball State with the with the Rossi, man. Bums, man, for real. Mm-hmm. Bums there. They be like, "What's good, bum?" Yeah, <laughs> my dog. Shout out to them Cleveland boys, <laughs> the Rossi Mafia. On off the field, it was definitely live. I used to fuck with Winnemere heavy. The only problem was getting over there. That shit was far as fuck. Too many. That's why people ain't used to really pull up on us like that. Cause they's like, bro, we don't know how we gonna get there, bro. We don't know how we gonna get back. Yeah, that used to be the thing. <laughs> when, I had to find you know, a ride. You know who real? Cause like, I used to pull up. I, I was like, I used to be like, man, I get in the trunk. I'm over there though. One way or another, I'm over there. Okay. Like whoever, I used to be hitting up everybody in the team. Like, look, man, who going over that way? <laughs> Drop me off. I'll find a way to get back. I'm right. over there though. Like we in there. <laughs> Over there, lit. by any means, TZ's in Windermere. <laughs> y'all remember, y'all remember that one? Uh, it was a party one time, I think Nate threw it at uh, at the clubhouse at the clubhouse in Windermere. Tell the one he <laughs> shut down, <laughs> everybody <laughs> out, get out. I'm like, dang, man, I was just down. That shit was crazy. Uh-oh. That was probably one of my favorite moments from off the field, like that. That uh, Jeez, I, that think, man, you, I think, man, you took a picture like that night. Like uh, on we the little, uh, we definitely did on the bench. You was yeah on the bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on the bench. I remember if I scroll through my phone, I'll still have that picture on That's the bench. That's a legendary yeah. picture. Oh, there you That's hilarious. Hey, That's Panama right. was lit too, though. Panama, I forgot about that. Mm, that was Panama. definitely live. Panama was crazy too. Wow. That was that was a whole wild time. I remember in Panama we was drinking four locos and bro, remember we did, bro, we did the loco. Check check me out, y'all. And this shit is stupid, but this is what we used <laughs> Very to be stupid. on college on some dumb shit. Like y'all, we yeah. used to have just a bottle. We used to throw the loco in there. We used to have some Ciroc with the Rossi, <laughs> all in one, in one, cup. all in one, all in one, in one cup though. Getting lit. Might put like, some Amsterdam in there too. Just going dumb, y'all. It used to be so silly. Man, I don't what even are we doing? We used to get up and just be able to just like comprehend the next day. We right. did used to do that shit and then go work out the next day too after a game. Yeah, exactly. Work out some shit. Y'all boys we used crazy. To have a crazy night. Wake up early and go work out the next day. I don't know I, how. See, I'll I didn't really that. drink that heavy in college really until like later. Later, I started like picking it up, but I couldn't mm-hmm. do that. Them workouts was hard as fuck. And for y'all to be lit, then go work out. Hell hey, no. Tell you, man. Machines. It was little machines and cars, that, man. That mentality, bro, it's just like, you never know. I be thinking about it now, bro, especially like when I be doing, doing working out now, I be getting the reps, it be hard, bro. I be like, man, I'm stopping like a motherfucker, boy. <laughs> but, hey, hey, but back in the day, it, it was just like, you was just mentally wired, just different. Yeah. Also. You know? Yeah, like, I ain't stopping. I'm going to just hard. scream it out. Yeah, like, I can't like, stop. Like, just like, 
in your face, <laughs> smacking you. We had the little smelling salt, like just in mm -hmm. You just yelling it out. Be like if a rep get like a little hard, you just be like, ah, and just scream it through, yeah. man. Awesome, awesome. Like no awesome warriors. Yeah, like yeah, we was like, raising like, warriors, bro. Like yeah, that shit man. psycho just got looked back. I'm like, bro, what was yeah, I on? Because <laughs> I'm not amazing, him like, no more. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna hold you. I am not that guy no more. Porch family. Not him. I am not him. Like Bolo said, I'm in the weight room, like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I ain't shit. I'm and good. look, hey, we grown as, we grown as fuck. Now you get to screaming in Planet Fitness, they're gonna kick your ass out. Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna get to looking at you funny, like, bro, what you, you on, man? Like, there, you, you, you good? Like, what you on, man? What you doing? Right. Man, I'm I'm over there. Yeah, like we we in here to make sure our you know we get our little a little sweat in and get up out of here, man. You over here like like you training for strongman competition or something, man. Like right. what you doing? You tripping, <laughs> man? Hilarious, hilarious, man. We can talk about Ball State stories all day long, man. Of course, so many stories and memories. But I definitely want to highlight what you're doing now, TZ. Uh, you know, so, been working in the real estate game. Um, I believe you're currently a mortgage lender, if I'm not mistaken, correct. right? Kind of explain correct. that because like I'm someone. Who eventually I want to buy a home. I know Bolo has already, you know, uh, bought a home before, but a lot of our listeners are around our age and they're either in the process of wanting to get a home or want to know how to do it. Um, I guess first of all, talk about just your your day to day, like exactly what a mortgage lender is, and then we'll and then we'll dive into just the importance of it and and the how and you know everything else. For around. sure, man. For sure. So it's it's incredibly important. So a mortgage lender, right? Um, to keep it simple, is just the 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 institution that lends the money when you want to buy a house, right? So for example, Darnell wakes up tomorrow, he wants to buy a house, but he don't have, you know, 300, 400,000, 500,000, however many a house costs, right? Like $400,000 sitting in the bank. So you go get a mortgage loan, right? A mortgage loan is something that's specifically used to buy a house, right? It's not used for anything else. It's, it's something the bank says, okay, this is money that we allocate basically specifically for homes. Um, and so what I do is, um, I'm that person that you would call to say, hey, like, I want to buy a home. How do I do it, basically? Or how do I get the money for it? I'm the person who will, who, like, I, I won't, me, personally, I won't give you the money, but, like, right. my institution, right, like, I, like, we'll give you the money to buy a house. So that's basically, like, what a mortgage lender is, um, like, in a nutshell, you know? So it's, it's in the finance world, but it's in the real estate world, too. So, like, I, I me, mean, personally, I'm on the finance end of it, but, like, it's in the real estate world. Um, so I'm not a realtor, right? It, sometimes it gets confused with a realtor. A realtor is the person who like you see on TV who shows you the houses and, you know, is that person on HGTV or something like, oh, look at this. You know, they're, they're walking through you, all the rooms and all that, all that other stuff. Um, and they do have an important job, but, but uh, I'm on the, like the financial end of it. So like, I'm the person that will, um, you know, look at all your financial stuff and say, okay, we can approve you for this much. You know, you can go out and find a house for, 400,000, 300,000, um, and this is what your monthly payment will be. So that's like the, the mortgage lender financial side of it. Um, and so what, what we do like on a typical day-to-day, -day, um, a little bit of it will depend on like what kind of, uh, you know, company you work with, because there's a lot of different, you know, types of mortgage lenders, right? You have um, like mortgage brokers or, or like more of like an independent side, more like a, a middleman sort of thing. And then you have direct lenders, which is what I do. Like I, I'm like, my company actually loans the money, right? Um, so you have like some different sides. But so for me, my day-to-day -day will basically look like uh, my daughter will wake me up super early, <laughs> whether I want to get up or not, just yeah. start banging on the wall. Um, but I'll wake up, 
you know, get myself situated. Uh, and after that, I'll head to the computer, probably first thing. I'll have, you know, a ton of emails to get through, probably, you know, sometimes 50, 60, something like that. But I'll have a lot of emails to get through. Um, I'll allocate, you know, some time to make a lot of calls. Uh, but I'm not doing like any, you know, it's not like a cold calling position to where I'm, I'm making like a lot of, like, I'm not calling Darnell to say, hey, you know, like, I'm, I'm not going to call you to try to sell you on buying a house. I'm right. really going to try to market myself to be the guy you call when you decide that you want to buy a house. Yeah. Right. So like our, um, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a weird thing because you technically are in sales, right? Because you are selling yourself and you're selling how you can help the person. But me personally, I don't like to look at it as sales because I don't want to, I'm not convincing you to buy anything, right? You either want to buy a house or, you, you know, you don't, <laughs> I'm not right. going to talk you into because it's a big, huge investment. Um, and it's a very important, it's a, an important step to take. So I'm not going to convince you to buy a house, but I'm going to, you know, talk to you about, you know, maybe like buying versus renting or, you know, what are the benefits of owning? Um, so I don't really look at it at like sales, but it is kind of, you know, it's sales because I am selling you on, you know, the, the benefits of it and, and I'm selling you, you know, how I can help you personally, but I'm not talking you into nothing. Um, but yeah, so my day-to-day will be, I answer a bunch of emails in the beginning. Um, some will be from, you know, people looking to buy a house. Some will be from, you know, the team that I work with. Um, some will be from, you know, uh, outside realtors looking to work with me. Um, and then after that, you know, I'll make a bunch of calls, basically either answering people's emails via call, right? If it's something that I need to go over on the phone or just uh, connecting with people who are looking to buy, just making sure they're on the right track and um, answering any questions that they might have or something like that. And then, you know, after that, it's pretty much just uh, we call it managing the pipeline, right? But it's just, you know, going through all the um, the people that I have in the system that are currently in the process of buying and making sure everything is good to go with them. Um, and that's pretty much it, you know, uh, making sure everything is good to go with the people who are already, you know, going through the process and finishing off the day with, you know, most of the time, if it's a really good day, I'll end the day with like somebody closing on a home or something like that. And, you know, that's when it's a big celebration and everything. But um, that's pretty much, you know, the day. Sometimes I go into the office. Sometimes I don't. Um, I'd say probably 70% of what I do is just done at home, right? I'll only go into the office when it's something crazy going on or somebody's closing on the house, pretty much. But most of what I do is done at home. Now, I got a couple questions for you. And I think this is a, a good platform now to educate the porch, too. Something you mentioned was rent versus you know, actually owning, right? So mm-hmm. like, what are like the, the benefits of both? Because I know renting is like, you know, people don't feel like they're tied in something like a 15 to 30 year mortgage versus mm-hmm. something they got up quickly. So what are the benefits of like owning? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So it's definitely, uh, and this is something, just a quick side note really quick before I answer that. I talk about this a lot. Um, so I don't mean to like ramble and throw out a bunch of information, but I think it's really important, especially like for people in our community, like black people specifically, everybody in general yeah. so i don't want to exclude anybody but black people specifically because um ownership is such a it, it's such an important step to take and it can lead to such great things um i think it's something that we definitely could in, you know educate ourselves a lot more on and i you know i live in miami so so locally i do a lot of um first time buyer seminars and stuff like that where i talk to people about this but uh, you know so I, I don't mean to throw a lot of information out there or nothing like that but to answer the question you know buying versus renting um here's how I boil it down, basically. Uh, neither of them are bad, 
right? Like there's no right or wrong. Anytime you're talking about where you're gonna live, there's not really a right or wrong answer per se. It's, it's I hate to say it just depends, but a lot of it really depends on your personal situation. Um, you know, so like, for example, there are pros and cons with each, right? So an easy pro to identify with buying is you own that space, right? When you own your home, you know, a lot of people say, well, you still pay taxes. You do pay taxes. I understand. But when you own your home, you have power over it. You have control over it. You have tax incentives on it. You have, um, you know, it's really like a tool you can use long term, right? There are so many different things you can do with the home. You can, you can live in it, obviously. You can rent it out whenever you leave and keep it. You can sell it and make a profit. You can do it. You can do things with it, right? You, you have to pay to live somewhere. So you might as well in my eyes, you might as well own it if it if it makes sense to you, because then you can use that house to do things. Now, a con on the on the buyer side is it's a big responsibility, right? It's not like, you know, if you're renting an apartment, we've all rented before and some breakdown, you just call the maintenance guy or you let somebody else know, hey, this is broke, come fix it. And that's it when you rent, right? Because it's not your responsibility and you can be like, oh, I ain't paying rent unless, you know, <laughs> unless right. the toilet gets fixed or something like that. Yeah. It's somebody else's responsibility to fix things. But when you're, um, you know, when you own a home, it's on you. Like, that's your house. Ain't nobody, you can't call nobody and be like, oh, can you come fix this? Besides a plumber or something that you want to pay. Right. But like, it's on you to, to, to get things fixed. It's on you to maintain things. It's on you to keep up with the mortgage payments. It's like, everything is on you. So it's a big, big, big responsibility, um, you know, as opposed to, to renting. So that's what I, I would say, you know, that is kind of a con. You know, you don't have any um, flexibility when things break down or things like that. Now, on the flip side, right, if you're going to rent, uh, like kind of like you said, like you're not tied to one place. So that's a pro, right? You can rent somewhere, move, rent again. You know, you can move basically as much as you want. You're not tied down. But the downside is when you're renting, like I said before, you have to pay to live somewhere in America, at least. I don't know about other places, <laughs> but here in America, you, you're going to pay for where you live. You can either pay and own it or you can pay and rent it. If you pay and rent it, you don't, you gain nothing. You just, you're paying rent and that's it. Like you're not getting any, you know, um, tax incentives. You're not getting, you, you, you want to change something where you rent, you got to ask somebody. You don't have any ownership. Like you want to change, you know, I remember in one of my old, uh, my old complexes in Chicago, um, I had to like negotiate to put up, to mount the TV on the wall. Right. Like I had to like ask permission to do that at one of my um at one of the complexes I lived in. So like, you know, you have no ownership over anything. And then you also one thing I really want to point out um, that's also big in our community is like you don't really have any control over where you live. Um, like you don't really you don't really have control over where you live. And what I mean by that is, let's say if you're renting somewhere that you love, you love where you currently are, like you love the area especially if you have a family, like, Bola, you got a family, right? So like, you're, let's say, you know, uh, your kids love the school, they got friends, like you love everything about where you are, but you're currently renting and your current rent is $2,000. If your landlord wakes up tomorrow and says, you know what, I can get 3000 for this place, they raising the rent on you. And mm -hmm. in most places in America, you can't do nothing about that. Some places have like rent control, but most places don't. So in most places in America, you have no control over that. Your landlord can say, you know what, I'm raising the rent and you can either pay me more or leave. And if you can't afford that thousand dollars more, which is huge a month, right? If you can't afford that extra thousand dollars, you got to get up out of there. And now, you know, 
you got to move to maybe an area that you don't like as much. Maybe it's an area that's more dangerous. Maybe it's an area that's farther from where you work at. You know, you have no choice over that though, right? So like when you buy a home and you get a mortgage payment for 90 to 95% of the mortgages, your, your principal and interest will be the same forever until you refinance or until you sell the house. But your, your principal and interest on your payment will be the same forever. Nobody is going to wake up tomorrow and say, you know, I need more. Nobody is going to change their mind about nothing like that payment is locked in. The only thing that is going to go up most of the time will be taxes, which aren't going to go up nothing crazy. Um, or maybe your insurance if like something happens to your home. But most of the time insurances go down over time. But, um, you know, for the most part, your payment is stable and stability can lead to a lot of great things. Right. And, you know, when you don't have a stable payment on something, you know, that, that's just that's not going to lead to anything positive for you or for your environment. You can create when something's stable, you can create a payment plan or you can create a, a savings plan. Right. Like you can to know what you're going to pay tomorrow is a powerful thing. And it's also a privilege that a lot of people don't have. Um, and most people don't have don't realize that they have it until they're in a situation where they're not sure what their rent is going to be next month. Uh, and I run into that sometimes with a lot of people. So um, buying versus when, but when it comes to like buying versus renting, like I said, it depends on your specific, you know, scenario. Um, in my personal opinion, I think buying if you're ready to buy makes great sense. Right. And when I say ready to buy, I just mean like, you know, are you financially stable? Right. Um, have you been at your job for several years or are you in you know, a field where there's a lot of stability? Um, do you have money saved? You know, um, are you familiar with the area that you're trying to buy in? You know, that type of thing. Right. I'm not saying you have to be rich to buy a home or anything like that by any means. But like stability is really the, the, the main thing when I when I talk about um, when I talk about people about buying versus renting. You know, some people just would rather rent and that's OK. I'm not saying, you know. There's anything wrong with renting at all. You know, it's just whatever your personal preference is and are you in a position to buy a home, really? And I, I, and first of all, thank you for breaking that down because, I, mean, I, I mean, I think a lot of people, like Bolo said, can really learn from this. I can learn from this, you know, myself. I'm sitting here taking mental notes while you're, while you're talking. And one thing I know that a lot of people, you know, who haven't bought that first uh, piece of uh, property yet always want to know is, like, what are the actual steps in buying that first property? Like, it, yeah. it, if there's a way you can like simplify like the five yeah, ten steps whatever it is like <laughs> break that down for me for the portion the for, sure. for sure so to keep it simple right the first step is what i would always recommend is um talking to somebody who's actually in the industry right so talking to either me or talking to somebody who um, a mortgage lender not a realtor even though there's nothing wrong with talking to a realtor but your first step should be talking to some type of mortgage lender loan officer it's the same thing, um, you know, somebody that's in the industry who actually works with the, 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 the financial portion of it. Um, that's step one. But, um, you know, the actual first step, I guess, in the process is, is to get pre-approved. I don't know if, you know, gotcha. people have probably heard of that online or something like that. But the first step is get pre-approved for your home. What that means is, you know, you're going to talk to somebody that works at the bank or works with a lender and they're going to say, OK, you know, Darnell, you're pre-approved for um, $300,000. That means that you know, based on these numbers, based on your credit, based on your income, based on how much money you have saved, you know, you can buy a house that's $300,000 or less is essentially what getting pre-approved means. Um, so that's like basically the actual physical first step. 
The second step is, is really just going to find the house. That's when you get your, once you're pre-approved, then you can go get a realtor to say, hey, you know, my realtor is uh, Joe Smith. Hey, Joe Smith, um, I'm pre-approved for 300,000. Let's go look at some houses that are in that price range and, and see if I can find something I like. Um, you know, and you go around, you drive around and, and see, you know, five houses, 10 houses, however much it might take. But that's the second step is going around and, and actually finding the house you like or love or whatever, the house that works for you. Right. Um, the third step after that is basically once you find that house is putting an offer on that home, right? So you're going to say, okay, Mr. Seller, um, you know, here's my offer. You know, your house is on sale for, for $300,000. I'd like to offer you $300,000 for the house. Um, and you give them, you know, this is all in a contract, but you give them like three days or whatever to decide or, or something like that. But you put an offer on a home that you like. And let's say that offer gets accepted by the seller. Um, that's, you know, that's great news. Then you got a house under contract. After you got the house under contract, you go through like a little 30-day period. It's called an escrow period where you, you know, you get the home inspected and you get the home appraised. So basically an inspection is where you make sure there's nothing crazy going on with the home. Like there's no like foundation problems or, um, you know, no, no crazy issues that are come up or that are going to come up later on down the line after you buy it. Um, and then you get an appraisal to make sure that like the, the value of the home matches, you know, what you're actually paying for it. So an appraiser is going to come out, look at it and say, okay, based on the homes that have sold in the area, that are similar to this home, this is how much this home is worth. And as long as the home is worth 300,000, you're good to go because that's what you offered to pay. Um, and then there are some other minor things that go into that, but those are really the two main things that are going on during that time period. And then after that 30 day period where those things are happening, um, you know, you go to closing day, you sign, you know, probably uh, depending on what kind of loan you got, but you probably sign what seems like a hundred papers, <laughs> right? Like I know, Bolo, you went through it. So I know closing day, you probably, it seemed like, you know, you signed a hundred documents and, and all this type of stuff. Um, but you get your keys typically and you just bought a home and that's it. Right. So mm. it's not like a complicated process. There is more. It, it seemed actually, kind of simple the way you broke it down. I'm like, all right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it, there's more, there's more details that go in behind the scenes when you're actually going through it. Right. Cause you need to, you know, you'll be sending in like documents and, and all this stuff. But like, that's what actually happens. You get pre-approved, go find the house, get your offer accepted, go close on it. You know, um, on closing day, you also, I I forgot to mention, but on closing day, you also send your wire or the day before closing, maybe, Ooh. but you'll send the wire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bolo yeah. had a flashback when you said wire. <laughs> Hey, yeah, you got a little, little tear come hard drive. You send that, send that, send that bread out. You'd be like, damn. <laughs> yeah. hope, you send hope that it wire to the title company. Yeah. I hope it's worth it too. It's probably worth it though. Yeah, You're yeah. going to send that wire to the title company and, and you know, it's going to be a good chunk of change most of the time. But now break a, that down real quick. It. So, like, because that's something I want to clear up too. How much money do you like? I, it depends on on the the cost of the house. I I get that, but like, right. is it is it just down payment or is it down payment closing costs or is all that like it's, one it's payment? down payment? It's down payment and closing costs. So I'm glad you asked that too because a lot of people, most people, probably think it's just the down payment, right? But it's actually down payment and closing costs when you're buying a home. Now there are like first time buyer programs that can um, help out with that type of stuff, right? Like. <clears throat> Those programs vary based on like what state you're in or what county you're in. 
like me, I'm licensed in Florida, Georgia, and Indiana. So, and I, I work with first time buyer programs all the time. So like in those three states, if somebody's looking, I'll be like, okay, well, you know, we can use this program here and there to help you out with that. But yeah, to answer your question, um, it's a down payment, which is a percentage of the sale price of the home. So like, you know, if it's a $300,000 house, maybe your down payment is is, is 10% or, or 5% or whatever, right. right? Whatever the percentage is, but it's a percentage of the sale price to make sure you have like skin in the game, basically is what we call it on the loan side. But, um, and then it's closing costs. Now closing costs include things like um, the title company fees, um, you know, if you're in a state where there's transfer taxes, like in Florida, there's transfer taxes when you buy a home, um, you know, uh, insurance, you have to prepay your insurance and stuff. There's a bunch of like little things that go into, um, you know, closing costs, but generally speaking, not every time, but generally speaking, closing costs are probably like 3% of the sale price. Closing costs vary on like a hundred different things. So there's no way to like definitively say, right. but generally it's, it's like 3% of the sale price is what I tell people to like plan for. Um, so you got your down payment, which is whatever percent you're basically choosing. And then your closing costs, which is normally like 3% of the sale price. So those two things together are your total cash to close. And that mm. total cash to close is what you actually send, you know, at closing. So that number could be, you know, on a $300,000 house, that number could be anywhere from, you know, 5,000 to 30,000 to, to, to 50,000, right? It really depends on a lot of different things, but that's what you're actually sending at closing. Um, and that's the and amount you, that, you need to save probably prior to even getting to this whole process. Exactly. And what I tell people, what I personally tell people, um, where if it's more like a long-term thing for them, if they're thinking like maybe in like a year or two or something like that, uh, if they're not ready to look right now, but they're ready in like a year or so, I tell people to save, you know, if you're starting from zero, save like, if, if you're going to be looking at like a $300,000 house, I tell people to save like 10 or 15% if you can, um, if you can, right? It all depends on how much you can you know, save based on you know, how much you make and, and yeah. how much you can actually put away. But I tell people to save like 10 or 15% because that'll put you in a, a pretty decent spot. I'm not saying you'll use that a whole amount, but I want people to have savings after they close on the home, you know, in case right. something breaks down or, Safety net. Um, you know, yeah, something happens for whatever reason with the, with the job or something. You don't want to be, you don't want to close on the home and then have $10 left over in your bank account. Like, you know, you, you technically can, right? Like there's no, I'm not going to stop you, but I'm going <laughs> to. Uh, you know, I'm, you can do what you want, Yeah, yeah. but I'm going to say, look, I, I probably wouldn't suggest that, you know, cause that's, that's a dangerous spot to be in. Um, so that's what I tell people. So, yeah, I would say you probably want to save like 10 or 15%, but you can save less, right? You can, if you're, if your goal is to get into the home as soon as possible, you can save less and, and, and still make it work. It's just depending on what you're trying to do. Um, but yeah, to answer the original question, that down payment plus the closing costs is what you actually send to the, to the title company at closing. Okay. Um, but yeah, but I would say, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, but I would say a big thing too, and sometimes people get, get scared of that, right? Cause it seems like a lot and it is a lot, like that's a good amount of, you know, 10% of 300,000 is, is, is $30,000, right? So like, that's right. a lot of money. Um, and it scares people sometimes, but what I would say is, look, just make a plan, right? Say, okay, I make. 3,000, 4,000, I make whatever a month, um, you know, save $500 a month, 
$200 a month, something. Make a plan of what you can comfortably save and, and, and just do it, right? Like starts with a plan, have a target number, you know, so maybe say after six months, I want to have 5,000. And then after 12 months, I want to have 10,000 or something like that, right? But it's not, um, you know, it's not impossible by any means. People buy homes every day, um, you know, and the people that, you know, most of the homes that are bought, especially in today's day and age, are not bought by like rich people. You don't have to be rich to buy a house. You don't have to be, you know, um, uh, a rapper or something to, to, to buy a house, right? You can be an everyday normal person, just make a plan to save and, and, and talk to somebody that's in the industry who, who you can come up with a plan with. Um, but it does seem like a scary number, but it is very, very possible and very doable, you know, especially if you got family members to help or something like that. But even on your own, you can still, you know, it's very possible. I've seen people, I've actually had people who have bought houses who make like, you know, $2,000 a month or less, right? They were in a, they were looking in a really, really like cheap area, but um, it's doable. You know, it's not anything impossible. You don't need like a super crazy amount of money. It can, it can definitely be done. You already said, Porsche family, if, you, if you're looking to own, buy a townhome, a condo, a house, anything's possible. It's definitely, it's more than possible. You got to put together a plan and stick to that plan and, and hit up Teasy. Let me, let me ask you this. If people yeah. are in the Georgia, Florida, Indiana area, hit me up, man. what's the best way? How can I hit you up? What's the best way? Is it email? Is it text? Is it, is it DM? <laughs> Mr. Porsche, they want to know. <laughs> Mr. Porsche, they want to know. I feel you. So look, if y'all want to hit me up, like I said, I'm licensed in Florida, Georgia, and Indiana. If you want to buy a property, even if it's not something that you're going to live in, if it's an investment property, if it's something you want to buy and you're going to Airbnb it, right? If it's something that, you know, you want to buy and rent out in a, in a state you don't even, you don't even live in one of these states, but you want to buy there, or if it's somewhere that you want to live, you can hit me up. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Martez Hester underscore LD. Um, you know, you can, you can hit me up, uh, uh, you know, contact, I guess, the, the, the porch people if you want to get my, like, personal contact information, yeah, you know, yeah. hit up Smitty or, or, or Bolo for my personal contact info, but anybody can really hit me up, man, but if you want to find me, like, shoot a DM or something, it's Martez Hester underscore LD on Instagram, you know, you can find me LinkedIn, it's just Martez Hester, um, you know, hit, hit me up, man, I'm open to everybody in those states, right, I, I don't turn anybody away, even if, you know, if I talk to you and we figure out that maybe you're not really ready, I won't turn you away. I'll work with you. I'll help you out. You know, we'll come up with a plan. That's all you need is a plan. And if you really want to achieve that goal, then I'll help you as long as you're serious about it. <clears throat> be serious, you know, Shabolo. Kinda... Be serious. Don't be hitting up Teasy and, and you one foot in, one foot out. You ain't really trying to stick to the plan. Like, be for no real. Way, you know, gotta be all in. Hey, hey, so I got a question for you, too. Dina always say yeah. when I say I got a question for you. Uh -oh. This question. So I've been sitting on this for a long time. So obviously the big thing for us now, which is the great thing, is generational wealth, right? So everybody yeah, understands that, hey, let's let's own and let's build and let's continue to pass, pass down to our kids, 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 so on and so forth, right? So mm -hmm. one thing that I'm always curious about is like people who buy these homes and then they they, they flip them real quick and start to generate revenue from that end, right? So mm -hmm. kind of a two-one question. Is the process the same? And then B. My, I guess my one B uh, will also be is like, I've also seen situations where people are buying properties who don't necessarily have the money right now mm. to buy these homes and then they're buying them and then they're finding a way to flip them. Like, how does that mm. work? Yeah, so I'll answer both of those. So those are two like a little bit of different things. So the first thing is um, like the buying and flipping thing is obviously super popular, right? Like they make shows out of that. <laughs> it's so popular, right? you know, but that's a great way. If you are, 
willing to take those steps, it's a lot of work. Um, that's one thing I want to start out with. It is a lot of work and it's not a, uh, it's not a quick and easy thing by any means, but if you are willing to put in the work and, 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 and look towards doing something like that, it's a great way to generate wealth and, and, um, you know, really have something to pass down generations and generations. I would say personally, so like <clears throat> I would, what I would do if somebody was trying to do that with me, I don't personally do those type of loans. Those are, um, those are very specific, like, types of loans if you need a loan to, to fix and flip a property mm. you need to go through like a hard money lender or um or, or maybe a, a different type of lender that does those specific loans most of my loans are um are either residential like somebody's going to live in that property or they're investor loans somebody's buying something that they're going to rent out or airbnb or something like that when it comes to fix and flip that's like a hard money specific type of thing if somebody came to me and they wanted to do that i would point them in the direction of somebody who can help them with that I wouldn't personally be able to do it because I'm not licensed in that type of thing, but gotcha. I would be able to to point them in that direction. But it is, you know, um, I know people who do it. <clears throat> you know, I know people who, who who have been doing that for years. It's a great, it takes a lot of work though. It's something that I, I would want people to just understand that like, it's not what you see on TV where, right. you know, um, where you see like, who is the people on TV? Chip and Joe, I think, it, whoever it is on HGTV where like, they're finding something easy and they're just looking online and then boom, they have it. And then the, the show goes to commercial. And then when you come back, it's all nice and, you know, right, and, right. and then they sell it and make, make 200,000. Right. It's right. not that. Especially not your first one. <laughs> right. You know, right. it's not that you ain't going to, that it's not that you're probably not going to be there for like a year or so your first one, you might make like, you know, 10, you know, $5,000 or something like that, or $10,000 if you do a real good job or something like that. It, it takes time to, to get up to that point. It takes a lot of work. But if you're willing to put that work in, it can, you know, it can pay off 10, tenfold. So I don't, I don't, I don't want to discourage anybody. I just want to set realistic expectations that it, it does take a lot. And then to the second thing you mentioned um, with people saying that they're buying houses without the actual money for it, I think what you're talking about is wholesaling. Um, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with that or not, um, but for anybody that's not familiar with it, wholesaling is kind of a different thing because um, you're not you're buying the home technically, but you're not actually buying it. Wholesaling is basically you saying, okay, I see, you know, there's a beat up house on the side of the road. Don't nobody live there, but somebody does own it. So you somehow, some way, get in contact with the owner and you say, okay, the owner don't really want the house. So you say, okay, I'll buy this house from you for um, $10,000. And you get like that house under contract for $10,000. Excuse me. Um, in that time period, remember I spoke about earlier, you have that escrow period, right? Yeah. Where like you get the home inspected. So typically, so what would happen here is you have the home under contract for $10,000. And then within that time period, you're finding somebody else, right? Like maybe on Facebook, maybe through uh, uh, you found them some type of way, right? But you found some type of investor who is going to fix and flip that property. And you say, hey, Mr. Investor, right? I have this home under contract for 10,000. Um, you know, you're probably not telling them that, but you're saying, hey, like what you're telling them is like, do you want to buy this house for, for 20,000 or 30,000? Right. Right. So you're basically the middleman in that scenario. And the investor says, yeah, I'll buy this house from you for $20,000 but it's under contract for 10 and uh, they're going to buy it for 20. So basically what's going to happen at closing is, um, you know, 
they're going to buy the home. You're not really even going to have real ownership of that home at all. You're going to assign your contract to that investor for, you know, whatever the difference is. So in this case, it was $10,000. So so with wholesaling, the reason you can do it with no money is because you're not actually buying the house. You're You're, you're, you're selling it before before you actually own it. Exactly. Exactly. You're finding you're, you're basically saying you'll buy it. Um, and you are you are getting it under contract, like you're under contract, basically saying, hey, I'll buy this house for this amount of dollars. Um, but you're not actually, you know, when it comes to closing day, you're not actually the one buying. Somebody else is buying it for 20,000 and you are assigning them your contract for whatever you know the difference is. Mm. Um, and it can be and that can be a lucrative thing, too. There's people who have like there's a lot of people, actually. It's a very popular thing. It's also very difficult. Right. That's another difficult thing to do. And it's risky, because too, because to... if you don't find somebody who want to buy it, well, <laughs> you're have to oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want you don't want to get caught like that. A lot of times, you know, people will, will uh, if they can't find a buyer really, really fast, they'll just, you know, they'll cancel the contract or something like right, that. But um, you will lose like a little bit of money um, doing that. But you won't you know, go bankrupt or anything, hopefully. Um, but that is, you know, that can be lucrative, too. Right. Because like like Willow said, you know, you don't actually need your, a lot of your own money, right? You really need to, that takes a lot of work though, because you need to find houses where you can get them under contract cheap, right? So they have to be really motivated sellers, right? It's got to be somebody who has a house, who doesn't really want it. And you have to find buyers who are going to, you know, pay a decent amount for it to where you can assign it for, to where you actually make money, right? Because right. if you get a house under contract for 10000 but you don't have, you know, you don't have a buyer for, for more than 11,000. Well, you'll make a thousand dollars, but like, you know, that, that's not, uh, that's not nothing crazy. You'll take it like, right. Like you'll take whatever, but, but you know, that's not something that that's going to, um, you know, you, you can't sustain that, like just doing that for a long time. Um, and then that's, that's if you can find somebody who's going to pay more for it. Like maybe you can only find somebody who's going to pay 10,000 for it. You make nothing. So, you, you know, that's difficult too, but that's, there's people who build like, you know, companies off of that, right? There's people who, um, you know, that can definitely be a lucrative field. It just takes a lot of work and a lot of networking. That's more of a lot of, uh, you know, that's like a different thing because you're not actually buying the house, but that can be a big thing too. There's so many avenues, so many different ways like within the real estate business that, that you can get your, you know, get your foot in the door, get your hands dirty, yeah. so to speak. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of just a matter of doing your, your research and, Picking yeah. that lane. And like you said, whatever lane you decide to go into, you're going to have to really grind. So if we got any porch fans who want to get involved in the business, man, hey, you can do it, but be prepared mm-hmm. to work, you know, be regardless of how work. you get in. Be prepared to work. The, so The biggest thing I want to tell, I always tell people, though, when it comes to like all the housing stuff and the real estate, you know, um, that entire field is just the, the number one thing you want to realize is what's your goal when buying this home, right? Because if your goal is to um, buy a home that you'll live in and really establish your family in, have you know, get established in your area, you're like that home. Your goal for that home isn't like to, to flip it or make money, right? So that's going to be a completely different process than is your goal to make as much money as possible after you buy this home, right? So like that's the biggest thing is like what's your actual goal for buying this home? Because that's that also is going to change like how you may look at it, um, you know. So like. Somebody whose goal is to live in the home and really establish and build like a family or something like that, you know, to really have ownership and control of where they li- where they live to build like stability, you know, you're going to walk around homes and you're going to, you know, you're going to look at it differently because you'll say, okay, well, 
um, maybe this home costs this amount of money and I'm, I'm willing to pay that because I'm not looking to flip it in the right. future. And I, you know, maybe the bathroom, uh, maybe I don't like the color or whatever. I'll change that, you know, down the road or something like that. I'm not looking to make money on this home though. So I can look at it differently. Like when I walk through it versus if you're a person who's looking at a home um, and it's going to be an investment for you where you're going to rent out or something that you're going to fix and flip, well then, you know, you might be walking through that home and you might just want to get it as cheap as possible. So you don't even care about really how it looks or, um, you know, you're worried about different things. So the biggest thing right. is just like, what's your goal with this home? You know, like what's the plan and then go from there. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Make a lot of sense, man. He, he dropping gems right now, Bolo. I don't, yeah. I don't know if you, I don't know if you tap, he, he dropping gems. Gym. You know, I, you know, I'm a homeowner, so next thing, you know, I'm talking about property, so I'm trying right. to, this, this old news for Bolo. Yeah, he's right. like, old news for him. It's a good thing to, it's a good thing to be a homeowner, man. And um, one other thing too, I hate to just, you know, it's a lot of information, but it's really valuable. One, the biggest thing yeah, is like, a long term. It's a long term thing too, man, because like a lot of people don't realize one of the most powerful tools probably is is um you know, refinancing your home down the road. And what I mean by that is like in 10 years, let's say for whatever reason, Bolo, you know, he still has his home in 10 years and, and he's ready to move on to a bigger one or whatever. Um, you know, for, for whatever reason, he's basically done with the home he has now. He could sell it or he can keep it, refinance, do a cash out refinance, mm. right? So this is the thing where you own the home, you're going to refinance your current loan and pull out the equity that you have in the form of cash, right? So let's say, Let's just say Bolo's home is owned free and clear. And, you know, in 10 years, he uh, he has whatever amount of equity. We'll refinance it and he'll pull out, you know, he can pull out $100,000, $200,000, however much equity he has in the home. He pulls it out. He gets a check. So he's going to get a big old $200,000 check at closing that's tax-free. It's non-taxable because it's a refinance because it, it's, it's you're, you're refinancing your current mortgage or you're putting a mortgage on the home or something like that. But it's the point is that that, that check is tax free. So all that money just goes right into his pocket. He can do whatever he wants. There's no, you know, you can do whatever you want with that. You can put it back into your home and re-renovate it. You can go on vacation with the family. You can buy another home. Right. Put another property. Yep. Right. yep. Exactly. Buy another home with that. And now you got, you know, two houses. This is what a lot of people do. I just did this with somebody. He, I have a, I have a guy who, um, who just refinanced nine houses at one time. Ooh. We just closed this. Yeah, we just. This is a true story. We just closed this um, last week. He refinanced nine houses at one time. At closing, he essentially got a check for four million dollars, tax free. Tax free. Four million dollar check. Now he still has loans on all the homes, right? He still has monthly payments on them. But the monthly payments were comfortable for him. Most of them are already rented out. So the rent is covering the mortgage. So they're paying for themselves. And he got a $4 million check that he pays zero taxes on. He can go buy 10 houses with that if he wants to. He can go, you know, literally whatever he wants to do. There's no stipulations on what you do with the money because it's yours. You pay no taxes on it. It goes right into your pocket. He can, and he, can what, he can invest in the porch if he wants to. He can do whatever he, can, he wants to do with he it. He can invest in the porch. He can invest in the you know, for the day, you know, he can. He can get him some LFT gear, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he can do what he wants, but the point is, you don't have that option if you're renting. You don't have the option. He can, matter for Black people specifically, if you want to pass something down to your kids, pass down a house, right? Mm. Pass a house down to them. You know, that's that's. Let's say, um, you have a child that's one year one year old, 
and, and you buy a house that's an investment property, it doesn't even matter if that house is making money because by the time that child is 21, the house is either going to be paid off or being close to paid off. You can pass that house to them and now they have, and you know, they can do the same thing that I just said. They can refinance it or, or you can refinance it and, and give them the money, but they have that house and now they can, you know, do something with that and, and, and uh, turn that into two properties. And maybe by the time that your child is 40, they've turned your one house into 10 houses. Mm. And maybe by the time your child who's 40 now, they have a child, maybe your grandchild by the time they're 20, that one house you started with has turned into 40 houses mm. or, you know, or, 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 or three apartment buildings or whatever, right? Like whatever, you know, route you want to go. The point is it started with you doing that one thing and you built that up and now you have something generational. Wow. And you know, you feel me? Like that's it's just, game. If you want to build wealth, you gotta get in the real, you gotta own. That's what I'm hearing. You gotta you don't because you got to because you don't have a you have no you can't do that, Randy. You have no option to. You can't, you just literally can't. Like you just there's I'm no way. To, I'm about it. to break my apartment lease tonight. I'm gonna tell my wife she get home. <laughs> we out. We about to pack up, we out, we about to find something to buy. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's all about giving you the option to, to, to pass something down or do whatever you want. Right. Maybe you don't got kids. Maybe you just like taking a vacation every year, <laughs> whatever, Man. you know, um, have the ownership though, have the ownership. So that way you control it. Nobody can push you out of that neighborhood. Nobody can, can, um, say I'm raising your rent, you know, own the space you live in. That's just the bottom line. Own the space you live in. Own the space you live in, man. If y'all don't take nothing away from this, own the space you live in. I think that's I think that's what you take from it, man. I appreciate yeah. this T for real. Like I really, man. Like uh, I'm always trying to learn more about this, how the industry works. And obviously at some point I do want to buy you know some property, buy a home. Well, yeah. like a condo. You know, I'm in LA, so you know I'm, yeah, I might, yeah, I might, yeah. I might I might have to go condo, town home first, and LA then is- LA is wild, different. man. You got to talk to somebody out. LA is crazy, man. Cali- them California prices, hey, crazy. Man, that's some crazy stuff right there. But hey, but it's also it's not a race. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, you, you could buy your first. You could buy your first property at forty. You still got something you can you can build on. And you could buy your first is, thing at sixty. It's right. Cool. And good thing about LA, like once you once you once you get that first property, though, you know for a fact that you you sell yeah. you you can sell it and you are gonna make a, you gonna get a good come up. You know what I'm saying? Because the price is exactly. always. They oh, always, no, historically, so. if you go to Google right now and you type in home prices historically, the last yeah. 50 years, you're going to see a, a, you know, a line going up. Yeah, there will be, are. it won't go up like that. It'll be more like, yeah. you know, something like that. Like right? the stock but, market, really, honestly. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Any long-term period, you just see it. Exactly. But you'll see, what you will see is if you put real estate versus the stock market, you'll see that real estate has gone up more versus the stock market right they both will go up over time but you'll see you'll make a bigger return in the long run on real estate i don't predict the future though don't you know nobody <laughs> if, if if the market crashed in in three years don't come back to this and say tz you, you lied to me you know i don't predict the future but right. history is history right history repeats itself so facts are facts you um, can't you, you you just telling the yeah. facts that's all you doing like, all i'm saying is go on google hey that's it you didn't hear from me just research. Blame Google, research. huh? Blame Google. <laughs> I'm not I a financial you, advisor, but I'm just saying, man. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know, you feel me? But it's important so, for especially. I ain't black. no player. I just crush a lot. He said, I ain't no financial <laughs> advisor. I'm just <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. No, that's real. Important for black people too, man. 
I appreciate this, man. I appreciate this, man. You know, like you said, everybody can can learn from this, but hey, sometimes you gotta talk talk to your to your own people. And like you said, it's very important yeah, for right. us to know about this and, and to own. And so now I definitely appreciate that, my guy. Uh, Bolo, I, I think, you know, before we transition to, to like our ending segment, we, we got to throw in the question of the day, right? I mean, Thanksgiving is past. My question of the day. Come on. I'm still full, y'all. You know what I'm saying? For my people <laughs> and listening right now, go ahead make sure that y'all, you know what I mean, like, share, subscribe, you know what I mean? Drop us some gems in here. But I want y'all to answer this question in the comments, though, because we just finished Thanksgiving, all right? And obviously, we got our grub on on Thanksgiving. But the question today is, how long do we hold on to Thanksgiving? All right. Do we eat it for a day? Do we eat it for two days? Do we eat it for a week? I guess, how long do we hold on to the food, y'all? I just got to know from y'all. What y'all think? I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first real quick, Bolo. I think I think three days max. Three days. So we talking about we talking about Friday being day one. Yep. Friday. Oh, let me see. That's a good question. Let me see. The Thanksgiving on Thursday, so that's boom. You got Friday, you got Saturday. Damn near, nah, re- really, really. I guess it's two days then, because I'm I'm counting things like you know what I'm saying, like two days. So, count, count that 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 Thursday as the meal, right? You so eat a couple times, right? So you got yeah. Thursday, boom. Friday, of course, and then Saturday, boom. But after that, like I think I think after that we like we gotta move on now. Like I want some tacos mm-hmm. now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. What you think, TZ? I think, look, hey, I might just be, you know, a leftover type of dude, I guess. I hold on to that food until, I don't know, more than three days for sure. I'm holding on to it probably. All week? Maybe my Thanksgiving food just just better than everybody else's. Ah, I ain't going to say nothing too crazy, but I think I'll probably hold on to it for like like a week. I'll probably, I'm going to hold on to it for a minute, though. Hey, Bolo, TZ Rex the one to be, look, he take the turkey and ham and chop it up and make a little turkey and cheese sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. you, trans, you turn your Thanksgiving to, like, different meals then. Now you got the turkey yeah. sandwiches going on. Mm-hmm. Put some cranberry saying? sauce on that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay, my man, okay. yeah. man eating turkey Caesar salads and shit off of work. <laughs> hey, for about a week, though, hey, that shit, everything, the mac and cheese start tasting like the sweet potato, sweet potato start tasting like the yeah, green. Uh, after a couple days, y'all, that shit start tasting the same, and I'll and I be done yeah, with it. Do. I'm going to give it the 48-hour rule, y'all. It got to be 48 hours. 48? You get it? Because you're going to eat a couple times on Thursday. Yeah. Friday, I'm going to just let y'all know, especially, you know, in my household, the leftovers, the, the day after Thanksgiving usually is when the food is the best because the right. food, yeah. the day after, because it all done settled in and it's it's just nice and you heat it up and it's fresh. So Friday is a big day for Thanksgiving in my household because we warming up the food. We still living that that Thursday lifestyle. Saturday is like oh, shit. I may just eat a little bit of lunch, you know what I mean? But that mac yeah, and sure. cheese, the green, yeah. that shit, okay. By the time I get to Saturday night, y'all, it's a wrap. I'm I'm damn near starting to throw shit away because yeah. that, that same <laughs> okay, time, okay. maybe four or five times at this point. You get tired of it at a certain point too. It's like now I want, like I said, I want some tacos, bro. I want some, I want some French yeah. fries. I want, I want some bar food now. Yeah. I'm, I'm off that. Especially now. when you got little kids too. My, my son, y'all, like we just had Thanksgiving. Mm. All this food in the fridge, and you host, you host Thanksgiving. So you got the most food at the crib. Right, you like, got all the leftovers. Hey, my son gonna say, "I want some chicken nuggets and fries." I like, feel it. Oh, one of them chicken nuggets yeah. and fries. That ain't been forty eight hours yet. You gonna go ahead and get you some mac and cheese, dressing, get you some. Get you some yams, man. Get you some uh, get you, get yams you, get in you, there. Get some collard greens. Get you 
Brian Jenga sitting there crying. He crying with the leftover. I want some jinx, man. Damn thing on the plate, but he wants the cake. But like, eat that. <laughs> yeah, like you better. Like we got all these right. left. We got leftovers for two months. You better eat some of it at least. Put a dent in it. Hey, my mama hey, man, will freeze it. everything, boy. She will hey, not throw away like, nothing. I was just gonna say, I seen that video. It was like, put it in the freezer. Put, put it in, in the freezer. freezer. <laughs> man, look, this, this mac and cheese. Put it in the freezer. Go ahead, put that. Hey, shit. hey, put it in the freezer. We gonna we gonna pull it back out. They don't waste nothing. We don't waste nothing over here. That's that. Man. That's that southern shit, bro. Throw that shit in the garbage. Man, yeah, that's hilarious, man. That's that's funny. Man. But y'all let us know in the comments, man. Maybe we tripping. How long are y'all keeping y'all food post Thanksgiving? Is it two days, three days? You keeping it all week long, like Teezy? Let us know in the comments, man. We definitely want to know. And uh, Teezy, man, so I, uh, we usually end with like a fun game or this or that. Mm. I got something unique for you. I'm putting pressure okay, on. Okay. You. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Top five Ball really? State football players. From the class of 2012. I'm talking about our high school class coming in 2012. Who was the five best players Ooh. from our class? You ain't got to go in order. Ooh. Just name me five people. I'm putting Ooh, the pressure on TZ right from now. Our, from our class? From specifically yeah. you, you and I, our class, class of 2012. Specifically. Hey, I'm breaking up. I'm breaking up. I don't know. I'm breaking up. I'm breaking up. <laughs> hey man, my, my connection, my Wi-Fi went out. Something happened. Ah, oh, man. No, no, no. Okay, okay. I got you. I got you. It's okay, the porch. okay. Look, it's the porch. So I mean, okay. I'm gonna just lay it out there. I mean, you know, okay. Top five from our class. No specific order because I really can't. I might order them after I say them actually. But for right now, this is how it would go. Um. Well, can I put myself in there? I mean, of course, of course. I'm gonna put myself in there. I, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put me in there. Um, dang, from our class, I gotta put Kevon in there. Ooh. I gotta put. I gotta put Smitty in there. I gotta <sighs> put from our class. Darius Conaway. Oh, shout out to Decon. Do, do, do you count him? Do you count him? Yeah, yeah, class? yeah. I, okay, I still, okay. yeah, I still count Decon. Yeah. He Darius Conaway and oh, he missing a big one. I'm gonna see what he say. And I gotta put. Uh, hold on, man. Hold on. It's it's a. I, I need six down there because it's gonna be a tough. <laughs> I'm I'm a. I'm gonna take myself out. I'm gonna take myself out because I really need that extra spot. I gotta put Aaron Taylor in there, Ooh, and I wait. gotta put Jay Will in there. I was thinking about I Jay. Gotta put, I gotta put. Jay, I'm gonna take myself out, really, because I, I, them the five, them the five. J. Will, A. T. Darius Conaway, uh, Kevon, and Smitty. Um, shout out to all my dogs, though. That class about, had dogs. So shout out to Dayday. Honorable mentions shout, out there. Yeah, honorable mentions. Shout out to my boy Dayday D. Hurley from Chicago. Um, shout out to my boy Ty. Uh, Ty. Man, it's it's some it's some dogs though. Who am I? I know I'm forgetting some people in our specific class. It's tough, um, man. It's like, I mean, I think about you. I think about Ty. I think about like you know, Day Day. Obviously, his career with us got cut a little short. But when he was there, I mean, he was a playmaker. He was I mean, a baller. He always got the he ball out. Yeah. So Day Day was nice, man. Um, I know I'm forgetting people too in our class. I'm just trying to remember who was in our specific. I'm trying to think specifically off the top of the head. Uh, I'm, I'm just name guys, period. So like we had like yeah. like Zach Zach Ryan was in our Zach class. Osa was in our class. CP was ten. He he got there a semester early. Yeah, he was early. He was in our class. But I think he was in our class. He just graduated high school like semester early. You're right. 
So I don't yeah, know if you count CP, CP or you not. You got to throw in there. Um, you got it's a lot of it's a lot of guys, man. It's a lot of it's tough. It, that's tough. That's a tough. But I would, but my five, I would say that's the five probably. Um, I like your five. I ain't gonna lie. I like I like my five. I like my five. I like my five. I would put probably um. I don't know if I would rank them in any specific order. I would say out of that five, though, the best was probably uh, the best was probably I'm a, I'm a little biased, but the best was probably Conaway. I'm biased a little bit. Nice. I don't care, though. Nice. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I would say out of y'all class for real, though, like Decon. And Jay Will was like, yeah, crazy. Kevon, Kevon was, was, was a dog. People don't, people be sleeping on Kevon, bro. You throw Kevon a five yard round, he gonna turn to twenty five. Go to the crib. Don't get busy. Go to the crib. And then that boy D Nice can't be blocked. So I oh mean, my god, I was a dog. I, mean, I was waiting for my blocked, moment. So it's just like, geez. god damn, I, know, I was bro. a dog. Didn't, didn't get red shirt off. <laughs> Played Clemson against Ty's boy. Oh, my. Jeez. Oh, I was 18 years up, old with D-Hop on the field. So, oh, my God. Know, hey, nah, but I do want to – I also want to give a shout-out to um the older classes, too, though, man, because sure. not only was it dogs in the older classes, but, like, I really I really messed with the older classes, like, how they, how they, you know, like, treated us off the field, you know, like – real. Um, like, like, Bolo – Obviously, we talked about it earlier where like he was he was having stuff at his crib and he was nobody from the older class was like lame or like, you know, not fucking with the younger class or something like that. You feel me? Like, like shout out to the older guys, man. Shout out to all my dogs, my little that, bros. That's real, man. Even, you know, shout out my guy to me, like one of the best leaders I, I've ever been around in uh, Travis Freeman. You know what I mean? Like, Trav, yep. Trav, that's my guy. I remember he, being a freshman, you know, he, he'll let, let me come through to his crib pregame mm-hmm. or whatever. Like he was like you said, that's a good point you made, TZ. Like the, our, yeah, our OGs. Always oh, show love, man. bro. Shout like out to Bolo, shout out to JC Wade, shout out to Trav, shout yeah. out to Pink, shout out to Armand, shout out to, to to all them dudes, man. Shout out! To I'm about to tear up, up, man. Damn, we get old, <laughs> man. He's the good day. Shout out to, shout out to Nate, shout out to Jay New, shout out to everybody, man. The OG my trip. boy, man. I call Nate right now, man. Dang, <laughs> ain't nothing Some more important are. than this dub. Ain't nothing more, more important than this dub, man. Nothing shout out to Hey, but our class was crazy. I our got class our class. I, I, I mean, say it. Say I got it. our class. No, I, mean, I got our class over. I'm just, let me I'm ask just y'all that. Let me, I'm going to throw that out there. there. Y'all class in our class, but y'all had a cold class, though. I'm going to just say that because I know we short on time. I'm going to just throw out a couple okay. names for y'all in my, 20 time, uh, my 2010 class. Keith winning. All right. Mm. All right, all right. That's, okay. a that's, that's a hell of a Nate start. Ollie. Damn. Nate Ollie. Damn. Jeffrey Garrett. Mm, Naptown, Jordan Hansel. He was nice, but, but I, 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 he was nice, but I did my thing. I did my thing. I did my thing. Dak Tomlinson. I don't know if y'all remember that name. Ooh, yeah, of course. Okay, yeah, okay. A lot of injuries, but he was a dog. Yeah, he got a lot of injuries, but a dog, Jack was probably a dog. one of the coldest receivers I ever that's practiced. That's my guy. Dog, for sure. That's just five, y'all. I got more. That's I got okay. Because okay. I, okay. I can throw my boy A Rod in from Cleveland. Shout out to A Rod. A Rod was starting. A Rod was crazy. A Rod was crazy. Hey, I want to throw this question at y'all real quick, though, because I want to get, because I'll be talking about this, you know, with people in my class. I want to just ask y'all this, though, because I know y'all kept up with like some of the younger dudes, even after my class, you know, even after we left. Who do do y'all think is um, probably the best guy that like 
none of us ever played with like like you know like Jay Hall, Justin Hall and them and right. like some of like the real younger guys who do y'all think like stands out out of the people you know like we never really got to play with and then two parts of that too how do you think like the best people from maybe one of those younger groups would fare like versus like like one of our classes like do you think like That's so for question. example like how would you compare like Justin Hall and Willie Sneed or mm-hmm. Justin Hall and Jay Will you know like what do you, what do you, what would y'all say about that that's a good question, bro. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, also, not go ahead. No, I also think too. Before we get into it, that it it kind it kind of is a difference between it's between different. like uh, schematically, like as far as plays, like you know what mm-hmm. I mean, being in the best position to be successful, and like offensive coordinator versus defensive coordinator. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because we all know what happened when Bateman left. And uh, we got yeah. new DCN, like the whole kind of like image what's of our understood, you know, what's, what's understood ain't got to be. Dom, 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 Dom. So like, <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. But, my guy. Yeah. Nah, yeah. yeah you, that's that's facts because, nah, that's a good point. Now, I mean, a lot of factors matter because, like, for example, like you bring up Justin Hall, because that's the first name that, that I think about because he broke a lot of records mm-hmm. at Ball State. Like, imagine him with, with Keith. I don't know, like, like that that could be scary. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Cause he he did he did everything he did with you know subpar quarterbacks, you know, respectfully. You know, True. so imagine he has like a Keith Winning throwing to him. I don't know. But now there's definitely some guys that, that you know that that I like, you know, even a running back now. Um, what's his name? Oh, he played the the in Center right Grove. Now? Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about uh, Steel. Steel. Is, is it Caleb Steel? Carson Steele. Carson Steele. Carson Steele. I mean, a tough guy. I mean, he. I mean, he, I mean, you, you feed him thirty. You know, twenty, thirty times, he's gonna get you hundred plus every game. He's tough. Sure. Even before him, a uh, Caleb Huntley. You know, a uh, big sure. guy, physical. Yeah, too, right. Yeah, I mean, he's playing for the Falcons uh, this, this year. If I'm not mistaken, he, I think he's practice squad and he got I elevated. So, so. Yeah. He, he um, played a couple of like you know regular season games for sure. Like yeah. he, he in there. Yeah, so, nah, they definitely so been. I don't on know. I, you know, we just be talking. I'll be talking about that. You know. um, with a couple of our guys um i don't know because it's different it's a tough it's a tough thing to say like it's definitely different and i don't know i mean because you know they won the mac right, right. Like, y'all remember that like that was crazy like they went out there and they won the mac so i mean yeah. you got to give them credit for that for sure even though i will say i will just throw it out there if you compare in classes you know i think that year they only played like seven games or something like that and COVID, yeah you know it was, it was a little different like type of thing and i don't think they're confident like let me know if I'm just crazy. Do y'all remember like Toledo was crazy when we was playing them. NIU was crazy when we was like, like we used to, them was wars we used to go into. Like, yeah. I don't think Toledo been that good since. I know NIU, NIU had like real bad years after that. Y'all remember they had Jordan Lynch, um, you know, who was in like the Heisman Eddie race. And, yeah. He was, he was our kryptonite boy. They had uh, like Jimmy Ward, who's still playing in the league right Niners. now. Like, I, I don't know. I think like the competition was a little bit higher. I might be biased, but I think I feel you. I don't know. I think the same thing, bro. You know, yeah. but I'm sure everybody says that though, right? Like yeah, every right, class right, looks right. back and say that. You know what I'm saying? So right, right. I don't know. I, I know our class. We, we, we were some dogs. Maybe we ain't the best class because I will say 2010. You did name some dogs, but I can't even. I can't even hate on that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I will say I feel crazy. like we had a lot of depth with us. Yeah, you guys did. had a lot. You guys had a, like some superstars. Like Keith, Nate, it was like some boom, boom, boom. Keith was crazy, man. I'm not gonna hold you. Keith, Keith was Keith the bad Keith boy. Keith was something else, man. Keith was something else. Like he, he, he was, he was different. He, he made me go into every him. game thinking we had a chance. 
Easy. Fact. Yeah. No, I who. I'm Clemson. Sure. I don't care who we play. I'm like, hey, we got Keith out there. We got a chance. For sure. Easy. It's a different feeling. It's a different feeling because we played. We ended up. We still played with like good quarterbacks. Like right. Like Riley Neal was a good quarterback. Um, you know, we played with some decent guys, but like Keith, something was just different. I don't know. If we had Keith that 2014 season, I think I think we win it. That would have been scary. It's scary. Iowa, we, we, bro. We remember we lost by a possession. Iowa, Indiana yeah. State. Oh my god, got we away with to, one, bro. Army, a bunch of games. We had a, a lot of games, games where we, we should have really won. won. Yeah, we really should have won those games. I remember uh, we played Northwestern. Um, one yeah. of the years, and and like most of the game was close, and then like we just had so many like. I don't know. That a was that was twenty fifteen. Yeah, Northwest. I yeah. remember that because I, I, I was remember hurt. Iowa for sure. We definitely should have been Iowa. Like Bro. that should have. That's one of our best defensive games ever since I was there. We got tired yeah. at the end. Don't get me wrong. And, and, and they scored, but like, bro, overall, we were nah, eating we on defense. Eating. Yeah, we was going crazy. We scored the only touchdown. I think Blake Dewitt ran it in. EP tried to take the ball from him. Like, we was yeah. eating. <laughs> like, bro, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it's certain games like that. I'm like, bro, if we just had a, a okay offense, we win that game. Army, we never lose against Army. So, I was like, this don't make sense. We lost against Army. We win that game. Indiana yeah. State, I was embarrassed. We definitely win that game. Now, I will say Indiana State, we did not play good on defense. I will nah, say that. We, we definitely we was yeah, tripping. They we, were airing that thing out. We was, we was tripping. We was tripping. Yeah, we was tripping on that game. We was tripping. But still, I don't know. We didn't. Keith was different, though. With Keith, I think we win at, at least eight eight games that year. At least. At the very least. Like minimal. At the very least. <laughs> I think we, we went, we went five and seven, I think. Yeah. And we, so. we still had weapons, though. Like, I don't I mean, you know. We had hella yeah, weapons. Keith I was still there. Jay Will was still there. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think some of the young guys at that, that first year, Corey Lacanaria had a good. Freshman year. Now I know after that C-Lack, he kind of like yep. yeah, C-Lack, C-Lack. but C-Lack, had, we was C-Lack pretty was good nice. that first year. Um, so we had guys, you know. So, but hey, man, would have, could have, should have, you know. What I mean, it what is, it is. Hey, it is. But before we before we jump off here though, two players that I probably would want to play with though, just from the defensive side, was Antonio Phillips. What's his name? Antonio twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. Dog, I was following him a lot, and then the Crosby, the Crosby guy, number yeah. five, uh, yeah. Bryce. Bryce Cosby. Yeah, man. You know what? Nice. I- I'm going to be nice, honest bro. about him, too. Real quick, just before we hop off, too, because both of those same guys are guys that I would have also named. And I'm going to be uh, – 21, I always knew was a dog. I was yeah. like, first first time I seen him, I was like, yep, dog right there. I fuck with it. Yeah. Cosby, I'm not going to lie. When he was early on in his career, I was like, hmm. Yeah, his last couple really years know. he finished strong. He finished crazy. He, like, he 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 improved as a, as a player, like, you could see the improvements, and and he ended up being a real dog. He was, yeah. he probably was a dog all along. Like he'll probably say, you know, I became in a dog. But I'm just saying, like watching early on, I was like, mm, I don't know. And then his last year, I was like, yeah, man, like he, that, that's big, big respect, big respect to five. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Shout out to the Ball State family, man. You know, what I mean, hopefully we all pull up this next family. year, man, for the reunion. You know what I'm saying? Because, <laughs> like Bono said, this is going to be what, the 10 year from our 2013 class and, and, and like that season and everything. That's so, like, crazy. that's a legendary Stop. season for us. So, I'm like, man, maybe we can pull up this next this next year and uh, see everybody. So we just put it out Stop. there. So, fam, hey, Ball State fam, y'all listening to it 2023. We already putting it in motion. All right. Ain't no, I just heard about it. It's too late. You know what I mean? We're giving y'all a whole calendar to go ahead and make that move, make them arrangements. We're pulling up 2023. Let's do it. We're going to push episode live at Schumann Stadium, man. <laughs> live at the shoe. Don't meet me there. Beat me there. Let's do it. Let's do it. But nah, TZ, man, for real, bro. It was so great, bro. Just even catching up with you. I'll actually have you on the show. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Uh, keep, keep grinding. 
If y'all looking to buy a home and you serious, hit my guy up, man. DM him. Yeah, man. And uh, bro, I just keep growing and keep being great. That's all we can do. Man, I appreciate y'all having me. You know, like I love the show. I love the porch. I love my guys, man. You know, I appreciate y'all having me. Anybody out there, man, Florida, Georgia, Indiana, if you're a first time buyer, 10th time buyer, hit me up, man. I'm 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 helping everybody. Nobody's excluded, you know. So let me know. But I appreciate it, Porch fam. I appreciate it, man. Love y'all guys. Love you too, brother. Hey, so, hey, as always, man, go ahead, like, share, subscribe. Hey, go ahead and comment down here below. We appreciate y'all. Shout out to Caffeine. We got our dog, TZ, on here. Old Ball State alum, and then he's dropping gems in a whole nother industry you ain't got no, no thought about. So go ahead and make sure that you share this episode because it got a lot of gems in there. All right, hey. Like we always finish the show, I'm your boy B. Jones, a.k.a. Bolo. You know I'm doing it with my boy D. Nell. We rolling with my dog, Teasy, And just make sure the best you is the best you. And we out. Peace. Started on the porch. That was where it all began. Had to put in work. Every day we got it in. We chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it. We make it look easy. We achieving everything we needed. Now we undefeated. If we link, no, it's only business. If we get to speak and leave them speechless. I did things for free, but now it costs to see me. When you see me, you ain't gotta greet me. Just don't plot to sneak me. I'ma see it. I'ma stop and watch you lose and get defeated. What do we bleed? Came from the jungle, we humble but hungry and hunt and defeat. People don't want us to leave. They love us and rush to the bus when we run in the streets. Thinking we stun in the sea We came from nothing to something Now up in the lead Now we ain't coming in peace Hunting for blood and to crush everyone in the league We got a reason We put in work every day of the week Every month, every season So many schemes Had to go off for the team We gave our all and succeeded Came from the deep end Woman and pops cooking ramen At times that was all we was eating Now we be feasting Five star restaurants every week Whole teams ripped in cloth and it's seamless They looking hard when we step on the scene Call us our cats, we so fresh and so clean Hand about cats, please don't ask for a meeting Just hit the stoop out the spaz on the beat Nah, it ain't rude if you ask for the feet Just play it cool when I tax you the fee We need a pool in the back with a cord and a board To go jump off and splash for the heat Live for the day cause the past can't determine the future Or where you gon' actually be Keep staying presence, our presence a blessing It's all that we have and we actually need I'm taking action with passion, detaching the ones who keep acting Attached to leech, I am no pastor but actually preaching Look up these letters and actually read That was where it all began had to put in work, every day we got it in We chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it We make it look easy, we achieving everything we needed Now we undefeated, if we link, no it's only business If we get to speak and leave them speechless I did things for free but now it costs to see me When you see me, you ain't gotta greet me Just don't plot to sneak me, I'ma see it I'ma stop and watch you lose and get defeated Presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.